Wretched of Grave Robber Business. Wretched, thanks for joining in. Thank you for having me. You have to give the story of Grave Robber. When did the band get together, and who are the current band members? Grave Robber. The inception of the band began in 2003 with a concept. We were all joined together in our koinonia, and our shepherd was talking about Roman six and being dead. Being the mature adults that we were, we were giggling in the back of the room, ribbing each other, saying, well, I guess we're dead guys. Soon after that, we took communion, eating the blood and the flesh, and realized that we should put together a musical entity such as this. Not long after that, we began to pray about this concept for two years. 2005, we had our first rehearsal, and it's been going on ever since. Who's a part of the band? My name is Wretched, and I'm the vocalist. Carcass is our bass player. Viral on guitar and rot on drums. Occasionally, we have a second guitarist named Grimm. Okay, so whatever happened to Lamentor, Plague, Dr. Cadaver, Nameless, Maggot? Who's choosing the name for the new band member? I don't think we choose the name. I think the name chooses us. I mean, Wretched is a pretty appropriate name for me. (laughs) That's true, even appearance-wise. Yes, wouldn't have it any other way. Everyone's going to want to know, why does Grave Robert do horror punk? That's very simple. We do horror punk because no one else is. There's a segment of our society that loves to be frightened. And a segment of our society that loves punk rock. Put those two together, you've got horror punk in the blueprint of the misfits but by and large that group of people are ignored by the church at large we recognize the void and also recognize that we were called to fill it to speak to the disenfranchised to be as loud as possible and to have a lot of fun doing it more importantly bringing a message of hope and life to a dead, dying, violent, angry world. (laughs) How much drama is involved in a show with Grave Robber? If you mean interpersonal drama, maybe 100%. If you mean drama as in performance, I would say probably 100%. It's theater. But the difference between regular theater and what we do is we believe every word we say. It's not a fictional thing at all, but the presentation is complete theater. In the tradition of Alice Cooper or any other theatrical band that's come before, I would be a liar if I said that we're doing something new, fresh and innovative. We're not. We're just carrying on a tradition of 
rock and roll theater. The crazy part about the music of Grave Robber is how much fun it is. It seems to be at the crossroad between the fun, the novelty, the horror, the drama, and the true fabulous punk music you guys are putting out. That's much appreciated. Thanks for the kind words. That's absolutely true. We decided long ago if this wasn't something fun to do, that it would be a pretty tedious undertaking. But for us, it should be fun and should be enjoyable to spread the good news. And along with that, punk rock should be fun, should be enjoyable, should be aggressive, should be campy at the same time. All of the best horror films are ones that add a little element of humor. I mean, what would Freddy Krueger be without his sense of humor? Well, he'd just be any other bad guy lost in an ocean of bad guys. The humor is what makes it so appealing. You brought up the point about it being the good news, about speaking a message through your music. How often has it been where people just cannot understand where you're coming from? We started out trying purposefully to be as cryptic as possible and not be so obvious. And the reality is people are smart. They figured it out. They understood what we were talking about when we said the reanimator. They understood that we were talking about one who could control the properties of water. One who could bring the dead to life. One who could take my cold stone heart and make it beat spiritually. They knew that we were talking about one who could bring himself back to life. They weren't stupid. They figured it out. So maybe we're a little less veiled now than we started. But the audiences seldom miss the message. Cryptic lyrics sometimes for some people. They don't want that. They want the straight. They want the obvious. Oddly enough, I find that there are more followers of Christ who don't get it than there are non-believers. Non-believers get it immediately. Sometimes within the body. We want things a certain way culturally within our Christian subculture. And we have a vision for how it should be and how it should work. Someone recently tagged me on Facebook and just said, you're doing it wrong. And I said, you're going to have to take that up with the reanimator because it's his assignment to me. <laughs> when you see a picture of Grave Robber, I expect to hear metal coming from you guys, not punk. I mean, you guys are terrifying to look at. Do you ever think that some people want to try to squeeze you into that genre, even if your music doesn't fit? Absolutely. It's really odd to me because when I hear Grave Robber, I hear punk rock. Some people actually hear goth. Other people hear metal. And they want us to be a certain thing or not, and that's fine. I love the fact that we have fans in the goth genre and fans in the metal genre and fans in the punk rock genre. I love that about Grave Robber. But as far as our appearance is concerned, I believe that maybe the Slipknot comparison automatically makes people think metal. But Slipknot wasn't the first band to wear a mask, and 
certainly won't be the last band to, to use theatrics, but... You changed things up on one of your latest projects, the Cellar Sessions. There are covers of some really well-known rock songs, like tracks from, from Bowie, Cyndi Lauper. The question's got to be is, why would you do that? Because it was completely stupid. <laughs> That's the most the honest truth. That is the most honest answer. We thought it would be fun just to record some cover tunes and just throw them out there for free just for our fans. And to be honest, the mixes aren't all that great. The performances aren't all that great. But we were just trying to whip something together so that we could give something to the fans that they might find odd or ironic or enjoyable or funny. That's all that was. And you had a good time doing it. Oh, it was a complete blast in the studio recording just the silliest songs, you know, recording Nirvana songs or Ramones, Cyndi Lauper, and um, I can't even remember all the songs we recorded at the moment, but it was a lot of fun. One of Grave Robber's best releases came out last year, Straight to Hell. Talk a little bit about that. It had been since 2011, since we had released anything, and we decided that we wanted to release a seven-inch vinyl. We just got into the studio and and started recording a couple songs that, that I had written. And along the way, a comic book approached us about recording a theme song for a character named Mummator, which is a complete knockoff of the old uh, He-Man comics from the 80s. So we thought it would be fun to try to write a Saturday morning cartoon type theme song. So Mummator is one of the tracks. At the same time, we were also approached by an organization in Canada called Feed the Children. And what they were doing was a series of haunted houses across Canada to raise money to feed children. So they asked us if we would do a theme song for the commercial. And I asked them if they just wanted a theme song or an actual song. They said an actual song that they could dice up and use in the commercial. So that's where the song Hunger Haunts became the theme song for Canada's version of Feed the Children. Straight to Hell, the title track was a concept that I had had for a long time and was never able to use it. That what you loosen here will be loosened later. What you bind will be bound. And there are so many things that I hate. I hate evil. I hate my own stuff, my own dirt, my own filth, my own sin. And there are so many verses in the Bible that condemn certain things. All bitterness and all rivalry. False testimony. Perversions. And I hate those sins in other people. But I hate them more in myself. So it was my declaration of binding them and casting them back to the pit of hell where they belong. The fourth song on the seven inch is called Beast of Busco, and it's a, a tale of an actual cryptozoological creature 
a 500-pound turtle that was supposedly discovered in Folk Lake in Cherubusco, Indiana, just 10 minutes north of where we live. Now, this creature was discovered by one man, and one man only, but on the testimony of one man, they drained the lake, they called Life Magazine, they sent divers down into the water. Traffic backed up on the highway for miles because one man saw a 500-pound turtle. Seems logical. When I read the scrolls, they say that the testimony needs to be two or three, not one. Kind of odd that millions of people would believe that there was a 500-pound turtle in a small pond on the testimony of one person. But on the testimony of over 500 men, they don't believe that the reanimator reanimated. Kind of doesn't make sense. So I wrote a song about how ridiculous the whole story is, and that's Beast of Busco. So with the way you're talking about helping out a Canadian charitable organization, you guys come across on stage as being terrifying and horrid looking, but reality is you're actually all soft. I don't know if I'd call it soft. I think it's pretty gutsy for us to stand up for the things we believe in. I think it's gutsy for anyone to stand up for what they believe in. I think Maddie Montgomery from For Today is a strong warrior. I believe that the men in Demon Hunter are warriors standing up for what they believe in. And one of the things we believe in is that we should take care of other human beings. We would do more if people would ask. Just ask. We'll stand up for you and your cause, if it's something that we believe in. Here's a twist. Tell me the time that the guys from Grave Robber were terrified. That's a really good question, because it doesn't happen very often. I believe that the most terrifying experience that we ever had was the first time that we actually played a church. Because it was about two years before we actually did that. And we didn't really know what we could get away with. (laughs) It's been awesome meeting with Wretched from Grave Robber. And thanks for being the only band on the planet that makes Guar look like a wimp. I actually had uh, some ties to Guar. A couple of the band members were friends of mine. And offstage, very, very nice kind, respectful individuals. You might not know that to watch them on stage, but they're just real people underneath those masks. And it's odd to me how so many bands that wear masks are so normal in person. But equally as odd is how many bands that don't appear to wear masks actually are wearing masks. Where can everybody find Grave Robber online? You can find us uh, at facebook.com slash graverobberpunk2 on Twitter, graverobberpunk and on Instagram, graverobberpunk. Wretched again, thanks so much for coming on The Antidote, man. I appreciate this. Thank you for having me. (laughs) 